What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Slam Dunk Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Jensen, alongside D'Angelo Starks and Joe Blansky. Guys, it's great to be back. We've been off for a couple weeks. Unfortunately, the last podcast we actually did record, we had some technical issues and we weren't able to get that out. So this is officially our 50th episode. (laughs) We already celebrated it. It feels feels like a surprise that was spoiled. We already, yeah. We Although already. I'll be, I'll be yeah. honest with you, I didn't know that yeah. that went down. Yeah. Because like obviously normally I get like the like tweets from like when you post or whatever, so I can like retweet it or interact with it and do whatever. But hmm. I did find it weird that I never. But that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I just I, I figured I didn't need to tell you, but I just I figured you'd see that it oh. wasn't circulating on the interweb. So yeah. No. Some issues, some issues with the audio in the last episode, but we're back. We're missing Kellen, unfortunately, tonight, but uh, we're gonna get through it. Uh, we got a few things, just some, you know, housekeeping things we sort of need, we want to talk about, just things that have transpired since we last spoke. Mm-hmm. And so, um, let's start off with the NBA. Uh, there was a ton of trades. We don't need to go through any trades really that were made. The only thing, at least on our end, uh, were the Pistons trading the the line right for Corey Joseph in a second. Seems like we've made out like gangbusters in that trade as Corey Joseph has really stepped into a really good role with the Pistons. Um, uh, Played some really good minutes. And on the other side with Joe, uh, getting Nikola uh, Vucevic for – and um, was it uh, Uh, Al Farouk Aminu, correct? Yeah. Even and Daniel Tice, yeah, and they they get they got Daniel Tice, uh, Troy Brown, and Nikola Vucevic, and they gave up Wendell Carter, Chandler Hutchinson, Otto Porter, a couple firsts. No, and you know, not the worst trade in the world. You know, on paper looked looked pretty solid. But let's start there, Joe. Uh, I sent you the tweet yesterday that uh, ever since the trade, you. Your Bulls are three and eight since making that trade. They were sitting um, at the nine spot for most of this uh, season. They're down to the ten spot, fighting with Toronto, and for some reason, things just aren't panning out the way that uh, many in Chicago hoped. After getting um, arguably a top five to six center in the league. It was bad because that, that uh, like, first game when they had gotten him, it was like, okay, sick. Like, him and Zach, like, this is working out. And he's even had some big games, you know, here and there in there too. But I don't I don't know. I don't know what's going on, man. Like, you would have thought that, like, they're, like you make a trade like that, like, you're ready to rock and roll. And now it's like, hmm, kind of wish maybe they had that first-round pick. Like, obviously, it's not the same. But I, I don't know because like they're losing to bad teams like what uh, either Wednesday or yesterday, well like whatever their last game like they lost to the Orlando Magic like they were down by twenty at one point a team that blew it up traded away everybody like it's just bad losses and I, I don't know it's I don't is know there one thing like, in specific there... that you like watch and see is wrong with this team is it just a team that's still learning how to play together or is it something's broken and you can't quite put your finger on what it is. Like, 
because even like the, like like you know playing together having that new kind of like chemistry and setup like Zach and Nicole like they were looking fine like teams obviously like Kobe White getting benched that was like done before too like um Donovan just like switching up like you know lines yeah. and stuff like that I don't know like it is a young team but like how I don't know how long is that an excuse and I realize it's Donovan's first year too right like and there was a lot wrong from what Boylan mm-hmm. left behind right so I, I think it's just a weird slump I don't know like because again when they were kind of like on a roll flirting like morale was higher like right on like this team could like make the playoffs and like it was still miserable at the same time because they were going to be in like that middle ground hell where like hell yeah they like root for the playoffs but they're not gonna like get a decent enough draft pick to like get better and like get over that hump so it was just going to be like constant mediocrity but like we've kind of gotten used to that so like it was still exciting but like now it's just gotten bad so i don't know i think it's just a slump i yeah hope they could turn it around but now that Levine's out for like what it was up to like two weeks or something, like that hurts. That's yeah. Like Nicole is gonna have to be the guy now, and at that point, like at least when he was in Orlando, like there was a couple other like, is it gonna be him? Like there was a couple other people, like draw attention away. Where now with Zach, he's pretty much gonna get it. Like he's gonna be it. You don't think Kobe can help take some of that pressure off? You don't think they've got guards that can kind of help ease? The... I feel it because. Like, looking at Chicago's roster, it's not like you're looking at what Orlando had with Vooch. I think you still have some more surround. Like, so, ideally, the the hope is that you can start to right ship, and then as Zach is coming back, kind of hit stride, right? Um, I don't know. Hopefully that happens. What's the schedule looking like for them coming up? Like, is it favorable, or is it? I got it right here. Hold on one second. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Winnable. They play Memphis tonight. No, they lost oh, to Memphis they, the last week. Cleveland which tomorrow like night. Either late home. last week or earlier this week. That was doesn't mean it's not it winnable was, this It was time. Monday this wow. week. Um, yeah. Then they go to Boston and Cleveland. Then they come back home for Charlotte, a couple of games in Miami and in and in New York, then Milwaukee to round out the month of April. By then, I think because it's a health and safety protocols yeah. issue that yeah, it's not um, like an actual Levine's out for correct. Yeah, so I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's two weeks right there. He should be back. Worst case scenario, May sixth against Charlotte. And that in between that time is one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, and from the sound of it, those games. those aren't like, like yeah, you play the Bucks, but you also play uh, New York, which you play Cleveland twice. I don't know. It feels like a stretch where you can at least split it and kind of keep yourself afloat without Zach. It, it it's doable. Yeah, keep your. Yeah, I think so too. And like, I think like sort of how we were talking, D'Angelo, before about the Pacers, where we sort of yeah we like the pieces, we just don't like the sum of it, and that's why it's sort of been a disappointing season for them. I think it's sort of the same thing with with Chicago right now. Like the pieces are nice. Like 
I think any team would like to have a Kobe White. Obviously, every team would like mm-hmm. to have a guy like Zach Levine or a Nikola Vucevic. Yep. Patrick Williams was a was a pretty big hit uh, in the draft. You know, you got you got other like I'm a, I'm a real big advocate for. Uh, He's been Tomas he said young on this podcast. Um, but yeah, Th- yeah, Thaddeus Thaddeus Young is is always I always wanted him to be a piston, but. Unfortunately, it just it doesn't seem like those guys click. And like sooner or later, mm-hmm. he, I mean, Lowry Marketing. I mean, I, we've named seven or eight guys that are are quality NBA players. That when they're when they're grouped together like this in Chicago, and I don't think it's any fault of Billy Donovan. It's just a it's it's a bad it's a bad grouping of guys, and the the chemistry just for some reason isn't there. So. For whatever reason, they have to, or, or however they can figure it out, they may need to move some of those parts uh, to add somebody. Because I think, I think Levine and, yeah, and Gooch can can yeah, that was kind of this had, really had been the whole point. Like they made it clear that that was their plan. Um, but then the thing was, there's been no intentions oh, to yeah. sign Lowry, but they didn't trade him. They traded, like, what's going on there, right? So like. That's uh, that's a hard. Well, they're just. I mean, and you just you don't bring back. Then he should have been traded at the deadline, so they're not just like losing a player. And there's nobody. I mean, obviously, someone will replace them, but we don't know who that is. And who knows? Maybe again, they start to turn into a free agency, like a free agent destination. In. Yeah, when you got when you got Levine and Vucevic there, I I wouldn't be surprised if like a a true point guard or like a true mm-hmm. or like another wing to add to the team would, would be open to co- going there. So it all depends. I don't think it's uh I think it's a little worrisome, but I definitely think now that you're sort of, you're going to, you're basically forcing the guys to uh, figure it out on their own at this point. Now that your, your lead creator is out of the lineup for a couple of weeks. Now it's just, it's on them to be like, all right, what are uh, what are we gonna do? And so hopefully they can figure it out. Vooch obviously is somebody that mm-hmm. can that can take control of an offense, so he's gonna be asked to do that a lot. And um, it's I think it's gonna work out in the better that that Levine's out. They, it may not translate to wins right away, but I think just getting that sort of um, getting that experience to not have to rely on Zach Levine will will definitely help in the long run. Uh, for the Bulls, uh, just quickly on the Pistons before we move on, um, I think it's mm-hmm. been nice to see Killian play now that he's back. Uh, we were really hoping to see him play some games that he was back uh, before the end of the season, but um, not uh, the offensively speaking, mm-hmm. everything but the scoring Which is looks good. Yeah, it it is and that's frustrating. The most frustrating, sure. part. and it's always the part that's seems to take the longest when you're waiting on guys like this so it's I don't know it's hard to watch uh some not like hard to watch him play basketball but it's hard to watch because you you have this picture of what he either can be or what you think he can be and you just want him to be there but obviously you know that's that's part of this whole process with the Pistons right now is learning to have some patience even though We've had patience for for quite some time. 
But having some patience with these young guys and specifically Killian because we know how young he is and how new the, the NBA game is to him. And I feel like I say the same stuff about him every time, but it's the same thing, you know, where we're talking about the same stuff. The passing looks good. The defense looks good. Everything looks good. It's just that scoring at this level is not natural to him yet, and we have to hope that that comes along. Yeah. You know, in a whole summer of being in an NBA facility, uh, uh, what you would expect to be a real summer for these guys, you know, something that's going to look a little more, a lot more normal uh, this summer. And so you get him, you know, in with the training staff, working on certain things that need to be worked on, getting some reps possibly uh, in summer league, because um, I think it would really benefit him sure. greatly to to get some summer league run, and you know just get, just getting more comfortable with the speed and the the athletes that you're dealing with in the NBA. Um, I think that is going to be key for Killian Hayes' development. I mean, there's there's no way you can be upset with the way he's played. Just it's mm-hmm. like I said, it just all comes down to the scoring. And you hope that can get better here shortly. And there, there, he has shown some flashes in that, in that way, uh, on the on the offensive end. He has shown some flash, flashes scoring the basketball. Um, so, you know, you just hope he he can string together a few of these moments and, and just get a little more confident in it and within himself. And I, things will, things are going to turn around. I think so too. And you got to think this has been. Probably as hard of a rookie year as someone can have entering the NBA. Like, and this whole class, really, just having to deal with not having a normal training camp and not being able to get in and get integrated into the system earlier and not have summer league, not have all these things that are usual, like markers and ways for rookies to get acclimated to the league. There's a reason they're there, you know. So I think. Any any sign of progress is, like, huge. We'll take it. We're not judging him harshly. He basically gets a pass for this year, and anything good is a plus to me just because of how insane that this this season has been. When Plus, you throw on the fact that he has dealt with an injury to such a significant part of his body. Absolutely. Um, last thing we want to talk about before we get into, uh, Joe's segment of the week, um, the NFL draft is shortly approaching, um, next in a couple of weeks, we are going to be doing a, a live podcast, Joe, hopefully you can, you can be around and stick around for that get the locker room app and we can have you on there. Cause that'd be awesome to have the four of us there, but. I'm sure we'll get Jacob in or whatnot, but anyways, just going back to the draft, there's a lot of different mm-hmm. scenarios that are gonna that are gonna play out. Um, there's been talk of Mac Jones going three. There's been talk of Justin Fields going three. There's been talk of Justin Fields going four if he falls to to Atlanta, or maybe going Kyle Pitts. And so, um, from the Lions' standpoint, let's let's just start. Um, Let's just start by looking at um, the first scenario that I think a lot of people are expecting 
And and even though um, Jones has been the leader to go three, uh, the odds have just changed to uh, oh. Justin Fields at minus 150. So that is uh, giving a lot of a lot of heat onto the Justin Fields fire. So let's go Trevor Lawrence at one, mm-hmm. Zach Wilson at two, Justin Fields at three. So now you got Atlanta here. Trey Lance is sitting there, a guy that could run that could work really well in an Arthur Smith offense. You have the best the best two offensive play well the best three offensive players in the class and Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, and Penny Sewell. Offensive line is not a need for the the Falcons necessarily. So, do they go Trey Lance? Do they go Kyle Pitts or do they go Jamar Chase here in the, in this uh, scenario with Justin Fields uh, off the board, or do they trade? Or do they trade out and, and, and I mean, try would, to get a funky think you can rule for them? Out. It would be funky for them to like to. take to take pits, right? But Matt Ryan's not forever. I feel like you have to go Lance, right? Because if if they're giving Matt Ryan like the you know like a ceremonious like they're letting him yeah. play it out and like they're not like expecting a rookie to start, then Lance is that perfect fit. But hell, for all we know, he could slip in and start day one somewhere. Like I realize that's not the expectation, but who knows? Anything is possible. But it'd be fun for him to take a pits, just get crazy mm-hmm. with it. But I feel like it has to be Trey Lance because he's the most he's the most projecty there is. Yeah, I mean that that yeah, and that offense is pretty loaded up, anyways, uh, with talent. So I think I think. Uh, Pitts is the smartest think, choice here yeah, uh, if you're the Falcons. Pitts. So then you're, yeah, and then you got the Bengals here at five. Lots of buzz about Jamar Chase. It has to be. Penny Sewell seems like an easy choice to <laughs> to protect your franchise quarterback. Like, like, um, like the Jamar Chase is fun. It has to be yeah. Penny Sewell. If not, uh, what's that? Rashawn Slater, the dude out of no- out of Northwestern. That's the thing. I it's not Slater. looking like it's yeah. going to be that though. Which is crazy. Thing, and though. but Bengals, it. it's Bengals fans. They're so like, oh, the tackle class is is, is deep. We can get one in the second round. And to me, the the it is deep. It so, is deep. But the it fall is off deep. Between, I will I will give them that. But wide receiver is deeper. That's the thing. Like there are yes to me like. Like Pro Bowl level wide receivers, you can get in the second round, and I doubt that that's the case for an offensive lineman. Like I think that Sewell and Slater are far and away top tier, and then there's a there's a gap. I personally feel, and I just don't understand how they could justify taking a receiver when they watched what happened happen to their franchise quarterback, who they took number one just two years ago or just a year and a half ago. Yeah, it just it seems like it's a no brainer to go Sewell here. I mean, yeah, he like he may not be a generational talent at offensive tackle necessarily, but he's certainly going to be able to step in at day one and play mm-hmm. either tackle spot. I know yeah. you have Jonah Williams, or correct? Uh, Jonah Williams uh, in at left tackle, so you probably put. See, I, I right, just think he's or you put him in guard tackle that or, they I mean, have. They're, so they're, I think he's instantly their left, and you make somebody else adjust because yeah. he he he's he goes in and he becomes their best linebacker. Yeah. So 
Oh, the the Williams they have is Connor, I think. Yeah. Or did they get Jonah? So then too? you. Maybe I thought they, they got Jonah yeah, Williams yeah, that, last that year in the draft. I thought that's who they took. So then you got Miami at six. I think that's yeah. Jamar Chase, a hundred percent. I don't think there's any conversation about what Miami does here. There's maybe they go like Slater. The slightest like one percent chance that they, for some reason, go Smith over Chase, but I just don't see it happening. Yeah, so let's uh, let's go Chase here at six, and now at seven. Our Detroit Lions are up. We are looking at Trey Lance, Rashawn Slater, Mac Jones, Patrick Sertain, Jalen Waddell, Devonta Smith, Micah Parsons, trade. Christian Darrisaw. Or trade away. Trade. Yes. So... Who is the most logical? Whoever is willing candidate. to give. If if anyone, well, I guess of course you have to preface it with saying you have no idea what these teams will give up. If anyone's giving up multiple ones, it's them. Um, I th- think the Pats and Washington seem like the two that have made the most sense throughout the, along with Denver too. Um, but at that point, I don't know who they would want to jump. But the only thing with Denver is, yeah, like Denver, mm-hmm. there's no reason Denver needs to – like the only reason Denver trades is if uh, Detroit calls Denver and says, mm-hmm. hey, we have some trade packages. We don't want to move back that far. We still want to stay in the top ten. What are you willing – but if you don't want to uh, give up – that nine or any other future assets, then sorry, we're going to trade it to somebody else. And you lost out on Trey Lance and have fun having Mac Jones run that offense. So I think the move, gosh, I, it's just hard for me to see new England moving up, but then again, right. it was hard for me to see new England do what they did this off season. So let's go new, let's go new England here. We got new England. They're going to give us 15. They're going to give us 46. And they're going to give us, ooh, they don't want to give us next year's one. That's not horrible, too. You could still, for like what the Lions needs, could be addressed. Like at 15 still? 15, 46, and next year's two. They could give us one, yeah, one first uh, I mean, and two I'd be twos. Okay with that. But I mean, it's, it's not, not it's not my idea. Okay, so let's send the offer. Like, I'd be okay with that haul. You can live with it, yeah. Yeah. So then, so then Patriots go Trey Lance. I think the Panthers go Rashawn mm-hmm. Slater. We don't have to talk about these next few picks really in depth until we get to Detroit. But uh, I, I think I think they go offensive tackle here. It's their biggest need on the board. Yeah, Got to protect Sam Darnold. So we'll lock that in. Yeah. Nine, Denver. This is the only one. I mean, we could talk about it a bit. Do they go Mac Jones? I think they'd probably go Do they corner. grab a corner? Shook out like this. Do they? Yeah, you got, you got Vic Fangio as their head coach. And He's going to want to take defense. And – yeah, 
So it's either Patrick Sertain or Casey or JC Horn. They could go. They could. They, they could go Micah Parsons. But let's go. Let's go. Sertain. Uh, uh, they traded yeah. for Kyle Fuller in the offseason. I think though. so. It's not like like obviously if you can upgrade with younger like but like corner to me isn't like a horrible hole for them. All right, so so let's do let's uh, let's I'm just gonna do this for the mock's sake. We're gonna uh-huh. go we're gonna go Micah Parsons at nine, Cowboys. and then at ten we'll go Sertain to the to to the Cowboys, and that yeah. makes more sense for Dallas. Eleven, yeah, eleven, New York. Uh, if Devontae Smith wide is there, they're going Devontae Person. Smith for sure. Wait, wait, which New York Giants? Right, obviously. I Over think. Waddle? I think so. Yeah. Well, yeah, not Waddle, but well, that's okay. what I've heard. Let's go, Devontae Smith. I've, that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard, and that's I, what I've seen. I, lo- I locked it in. I locked it in. That's what we're doing. So now we're at twelve. Philly has to go Waddle, Philly. then, right? Waddle or Horn. Yep. Yep. Chargers. I think they go. Yeah. Off. Yeah. The, the tackle from to protect tech. Herbert. No, he's an offensive tackle. Bear Barmore is the. I had both, this confused yeah, right? uh, both. earlier in the year. They're both. Huh? No, one's Alabama. No, one went to Virginia. Yeah, oh, one's the, Alabama. The, so let's go. Darius here. Barmore is yeah Alabama, right? Because he was at like yeah you during the night. And then, and then a lot. There's a lot of buzz. For the Vikings going Elijah they do, didn't they cut forward. Riley Reef? Don't they need they need they I mean they needed offensive line for he he's Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he's he's an interior he's interior offensive line as well. So I, I think you go I think you go Vera Tucker here. And now we're at the fifteenth pick for the Lions. And the board didn't fall um, the way they wanted. No, not not necessarily, but because we got Mac Jones, Jay Z Horn, Jalen Phillips, Tevin Jenkins, Aziz Ojalari, Quiddy Pay, Josh. I like the OK State dude. Najee. Uh, Jenkins offensive line, right? Yep. I just I don't know if they go. I I think the Lions wait until the second unless, or third round yeah, to unless take they line, personally take Sewell. Unless unless Darisaw or Sewell, like unless Darisaw falls, or like a or like Slater maybe falls or something like that. But see, this is this is interesting because we trade back, we get the future assets, but now it's like, well, oh uh, boy, I, I don't what do think you it's... do now? That terrible spot to be in. I think you could go either. You could look to trade back with a team who is interested in Mac Jones here still, or you could just go ahead and take the linebacker that you need. And it might be a little bit early on him, but it's not much. And I think that that makes it so you can address other issues later in the draft. And I know we like Jabril Cox, but if you can trade back and get, with this board, I feel like Jock might be the pick, unless you unless there's a good trade. Because you have, I'll, can I? Of course. Can I be honest? 
That's all we do here. I'd I'd love I'd love to go JC Horn. I think you have him and you have Amani Owarie and then you have Jeff Okuda. I think that is a three headed monster at cornerback that with uh um, Motor City why is his name escaping? Aaron. Me? Why is Robinson? the defensive coordinator they signed his name escaping? Glenn. Me? Who's Aaron? Aaron, Robinson Aaron is yep. the current. Aaron DB. Glenn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Glenn coming in. He's a de- former defensive back, former defensive backs coach. You have three top end cornerback talents in the in your corner in your secondary room. I think personally, with how I think the board that would fell, make, I think that's like, where you go. Sense. I just don't know if I see them taking a corner again, which I, I mean, I'm more than yeah. okay with. I love cornerbacks. I'd love to get a one, another one that's as good and as athletic as JC Horn in there. I guess we'll see how the board shakes out. Of course, uh, I'd be okay with that pick as a Lions fan, but I don't know how many. I know Lions fans, and I know that they would just see that they took another corner the year after taking a corner. Yeah. And be like, see, this is why the Lions are terrible because they do things like this. And I just, I know that I know this fan base, and I know that would be the response. But that's a good pick to me. So is it? So it? Yeah. So is it Edge or is it? Uh, I, I don't love it, any of the um, Edge guys, but Jack. I don't know. I'm 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 fine with the the corner. Like I said, let's go I Jack like Horn. But by trading back, they now have two like two second round yes. picks, right? And it's like realistically, yeah, stuff is still deep. Like at fifteen, do you just go best available, like best player could. available, and hope you know what I'm saying? Like swing for defenses, hope that still hits, and you can address and like real problems still later, especially now with that additional second from New England. It is JC Horn and that's for sure? JC, and best player available on this board, then you roll with it. It's actually Caleb, it's actually Caleb health Barley, is is the issue with him. Um, I but, still like yeah. him a lot and what he can bring, but yeah, yeah, if he can't stay healthy, it's not going to matter. I like it. Yeah, I think it. I, let's go Horn here. Let's go Horn at fifteen. So then we got sixteen. We got the Cardinals. We They've took their guy. Harley, then. Um, right. I think it's. I, I think it's ETN. And I don't I, I don't ETN. think it's 16. Yeah. Oh, they just they just got yeah, they just got James Conner too. I don't know the next yeah. time we'll see a running back get drafted inside yeah. the top so, 20. Yeah, I think it's his all of Farley's all of Farley's medicals too came back fine. Um, I like I think, I think he's really I think good. it's okay to take Farley. Yeah. So Farley there at sixteen, seventeen. I think they take uh, this is Christian Barmore, Oakland. Right? I he think they've got to go O line. The Raiders, they, they cut the too many offensive linemen yep. and not go O line. So Tevin Jenkins or Tevin Jenkins <laughs> or Landon Dickerson. They did, they go they did trade. I do they like did Jenkins, trade Rodney though. Hudson, um, but they also I don't know. I don't know which one they would. They don't have anybody, and I think I think Dickerson's 
probably the, the safest um, pick. I don't know if they would do that at seventeen. I guess it doesn't matter. The dude is also gigantic. Um, I saw. He... So it's between. Well, Jake you and thought Jack you Dickerson. thought they would go. It's really gonna because this pick right here. They did. I thought they'd Mo go Hurst. Barmore just because they cut Mo Hurst. I think it. I think it. I think it opens up the. I think they are. I think that's like a. Like how mock drafts were just putting in Chandler Hutchison for the Bulls. And it back. was because was like, they promised that they, they would take him. Well, it was. Yeah, and I think, I think mm-hmm. that is what. Uh, okay. Vegas will do. That's fine. Bowman. That's fine because I don't think either of those tackles. I think they're hoping that Darisaw is there for them. Yeah. So then we got Miami. Were they edge? Yeah, probably just best available edge. They could use an edge guy. Yeah. Phillips yeah. or Ojolari, probably Phillips. Because yep. I've been seeing – well, never mind. We'll just keep moving on later. Washington Is Mac well, Jones we're gonna just, We're going to stop it at pick Oh, that's fine. Joe. I didn't want to. Yeah, yeah Matt, I, think, I think it's Mac Jones. Wait, wait. If the boy, yeah, it's one hundred percent Mac who? Jones, mm. the football team. Hmm. You know, or do they do they go off? I think the if line Mac Jones Jenkins. is on the board, they'd be doing backflips. I, I don't think there's any way they would. Yeah, Mac Jones at nineteen, lock it in, and now we are at pick twenty, Joe, and a guy you really like. Has kept falling. Jenkins at OSU, the real OS. Uh-huh. Because, uh, yeah, okay. the The board isn't favorable to many other positions in need for you. Sure, you could go. You could go Rashad Bateman or Terrence Marshall Jr. or mm-hmm. Elijah Moore, Kadarius. Dude, Tony, I would love. Whichever. I would love Tony, but like I've been, I've been seeing a lot of uh, Gregory Rousseau. Rousseau. R- R- how do you, the end yeah, for Miami? Mm-hmm. It is Russo. And then. You you think you go? You think they would rather go defense than help that offensive line? I've out? I've been seeing a lot of Mac Max mocks lean that way, yeah. like that. But like I, that's and I don't weird think it me. should. But that's what I've been like. It's 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 either if it's not um the Miami dude Russo, Russo. How did you yeah. say that? Russo, yeah, Gregory Russo. Russo. Like if it's not him, it was Phillips. It was his teammate. Which is crazy to me, which I don't get. Like I get, you know, it needs to be. It needs to be like an offensive it's, lineman, right? Maybe you swing through fences. Hey, this is your. This is our. This is our mock draft, Joe. Then, then I'm going Jenkins because, like I said on our like last draft one, but like right. with Jacob, like the mega cast there, offensive lineman, wide receivers, mm-hmm. right? Maybe there'll be like. Some Second, like they'll be like a late round quarterback who they'll maybe Helen get, who, like won't wow you, but like my, but like my dumb football, like I'll remember the name and be like, oh shit, right? Like that could be kind of cool. But that's C. know That's is. my fear though, because he, oh, it is pro day. Teams were talking good about him, and it's like, of course, <laughs> like I'm glad if he proves me wrong. But I watched enough Texas A and M for whatever football for whatever reason, just SEC. And, well, I just watch all of it, but he's not good. He's not good. And if you Joe, somehow, Joe, you have no idea. There's so many mocks 
giving Kellen Mond to the Bears. It's unreal. I hate like it can't. It might happen. It maybe will be four times. I just think it's. I just think it's so perfect that for somebody that hates Kellen Mond so much that you're gonna get to deal with. Like him I for hope four he years. proves me wrong, and if it's still this dumb regime that's here, this is who Nagy's looking for, right? Like. I hope it all works out. Like, prove exactly. me wrong, Kellen Mond, and I'll be I'll be the I'll be the first in line to buy your jersey. But until I see some kind of turnaround, I know that Kellen Mond that these four eyeballs have seen from like seven years a day in it. It does feel like a long time. It feels like he's been and around it, for a very long time. Right. Bro, like yeah. I swear, like he was there through like Johnny Manziel, like Kyler Mert, like he's been there forever. Maybe not Manziel, but at least like Kyler Murray because mm-hmm. it was like a competition. And then who was that dude who went to Kenny TCU Trill. that was also at AM? Right? Kenny Hill? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was it, didn't he have like his first game with AM? It, who it who was, was the guy directly after, after Manziel? Or immediately after? Yeah, I think he was immediately after Manziel. Yeah, I mean, he was – he. I think he threw for like 450 yards and his first game or something like that. Because did he compete – It was ridiculous. Did he compete with Kyler or was it Kellen Mond who competed with Kyler and then somehow whatever, if he lost it, then obviously he transferred to Oklahoma and we know the rest. Like was that Hill and Kyler or is like – am I putting Kyler too far back in like the in- – timeline? I think you're putting him – I think, oh, yeah, I think sure you're putting him too far back. Let me see here. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at so when because I remember at one point it was like some like hot QB competition at A and M. Because I think someone. So let's let's look at the 2015. Is the 2015 Aggies? Like how long? How long has Jimbo? Kyle Allen. I think he he got beat Definitely, out by Kyle Allen. Uh, Kevin someone. Mm. He's been away for a minute. Yeah. Um, I don't think so, Dayton. Joe. Nope. Yep. Yeah, you're having bad connection. Yeah, this you're good. Bad. You're good. You were having bad connection there for a second. Sorry, go ahead. But uh, but yeah, I think it was it. Yeah, I th- it was Kyle Allen because dude, like yeah, Kenny Hill. He went to he went mm-hmm. uh, to TCU after. He, yeah, I don't remember what after he was at A and M, but it didn't go well for him. He ended up throwing for sixty. I thought he yards got in, in like some hot water about something that he did or something. I thought I remember a scandal with him. As maybe not. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong person. Dealer, like, oh, okay. violation, violation. That can mean anything. Athletic. Okay. If we're talking about, yeah, he probably was just smoking weed or. He's trying to live. He's trying to live up. He's trying to live up to the Johnny Manziel name. Dude, like, can we talk about one of like the cushiest like college coaching jobs other than Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern, who has minimal expectations to begin with? So like, he just has to keep up what he's doing, and he's there for life. Gary Patterson at TCU, right? Because like TCU, like 
you like they'll be good sometimes and you're like hell yeah like i remember like wow like patterson the horn frogs like they're still here and then they just kind of like fade away like they'll be good some years and then they're just like middle of the road big 12 and he's just been there for like 100 years like he's have enough clout where he's just like locked in for life like they're just never going to get rid of him it feels like that's that's just kind of how uh, is it- college athletics works, right? It's just like the the loyalty to your guy until the wheels fall off, for the most part. Or is it- I just feel like that's the that's the name of the game. TCU expectations. Obviously, you get Ladanian Tomlinson, stupid Andy Dalton, and that's just kind of like modern TCU. Andy Dalton. <laughs> Jesus Andy. Christ. Yeah, it's your quarterback. That's your quarterback. Like I hate that we're so stupid, racket, right? Baby. Because we see the product that gets pushed out there. We see how the organizations run, and all of we we keep come like we keep crawling back. Like it's so dumb that we have to get hyped up about Andy Dalton again. And I'm not saying he's bad. Like some of them Bengal teams, like Marvin, like that was neat. But like I think in that span, what they maybe won one playoff game, and he was never really like super duper spectacular like when AJ Green was healthy and like the timing was right there that was sick but he's always been very mediocre now the whole offseason weird Dallas whatever we'll cut a little bit of slack there but even still remembering Andy Dalton from the Bengals just doesn't get like what what is that we're going from incompetent and I love Mitch by the way that's not a knock on Mitch we're going It is a knock. It should be a knock. No. But also in fault, dude. That's my thing. Like, he's my – because it wasn't his fault, man. He's not – he's not very – From the – well, uh uh-oh. From the front office. From the – like, the incompetency comes from the organization. Not so much, Mitch. Like him and Josh Allen in Buffalo is like my favorite thing in the world. Like I, that's gonna be sick. Let's do it. Like two no, quarterback system. So. One, I think it's punch. a one. I think it's a Doug one McDermott. punch. It's a one one man punch, Griffin. and that's Mitch. Mitch Trubisky will be doing none of the punches <laughs> no. for, for Buffalo. I can assure you. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah, that that sounds about right. Joe, let's end. Let's end the podcast. Uh, with your question that you uh, have been pondering here the last few days. And I, I'm interested to hear what it is because you said it'll be unanswerable for the next yeah, 200 I, years. So I hope it was good. You don't have to repeat it. Joe, are you there? I just didn't hear it. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what we're talking about. All right, and here's the thing. Like, so I, I could ahead. be overhyping and underselling here. I want to finally but, hear but what it's it is just like, that you just are Just think about this so for a second. So in, in the same language, okay, in the English language, we have multiple words for, like, generally the same thing. A boat, a ship, a yacht. Like, they all describe, like, a same, like, a voting, like a, f- <laughs> a sucker. You know, all the same thing. Maybe I'm just, like, too lowbrow. But is baby mama universal? Is there just no other way to describe that situation? Like, is that just an umbrella universal term? Like, there's no other way to, like, to, to describe it. 
right? Because a shoe is a sneaker, is a tennis shoe. Like, there's multiple, but everybody's. I first want to say this is. What? I cut out. I'm I'm honestly speechless. I was not, not I was not expecting but at think all in that language this is come what up with another term to describe it. Without some thinking some about kind of pompous asshole that like nobody actually I don't Yeah, I don't think nope. you can. Like obviously there's other things I like I think you could right? think of it's something, a, but I just... Like, it's a single-term word. Like, I, there's no synonyms for it. Imagine that that's in a... I suppose from, like, the just run-of-the-mill, like, human route, like, that's just what, that's just what you call it. It's what it is. You know? I see the gears turning. See what I'm saying? Like you sit and think on yeah. it, you can't. Think. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't it think it's gears it turning. Is, you know, you know, I think it's, it's just not what I thought it was going to be. Shock. I think it's. No, I did not in a million years think that was what you were thinking. Like it just like never. You were saying something about Socrates earlier, and I was like, oh, man, we're going to get real philosophical. No, there is no synonyms. Dude, but there's no, there's no though, synonyms. Like, like, it's a single use word. Right? Because you can come up with... <laughs> Joe, you've had some real bangers on this pot. You've had, you've had some real great ideas sometimes, <laughs> this one man, but I'm going to be honest. Nope. I'm dying on this my hill, though, man. This one was because... not uh, one of them. Like I how gotta often... be honest with you here, bud. You can die on the hill all you want, but I'm just saying, man, this is not like this is not your best. I Fair. my bar is set pretty Fair. high for you, Joe. This is not what I expect out of the normal Joe Belansky. Fine, then we don't have to expand on it. But all I'm saying is, like, how often <laughs> so, do you run? Uh-oh. I think we'll leave it at that because I don't think there's how much. Often... <laughs> well, we lost Joe. <laughs> I think oh that is God. fitting for this for the end of this podcast. Um, uh, thank you for listening. I'm glad you guys <laughs> stuck around for as long as you did. Uh, glad you got to hear what Joe had to talk about. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to talk to you next week. Hopefully Joe will have some some better ammo uh, loaded up for us. But.